Welcome, conversations that highlight fascinating ways people are impacting the lives of those who are vulnerable. Impact Conversations with Don Mansky. This Impact Conversation is brought to you by Made for Freedom, the social enterprise with products made by survivors of human trafficking and marginalization. Made for Freedom is fighting human trafficking with style. Hi, welcome to this Impact Conversation. Over the past several years, I have met incredible people doing fascinating things to help empower marginalized populations, alleviate poverty, prevent human trafficking, and come alongside some of the most vulnerable people in our world today. I am excited to introduce Lucy Bloom. She is the executive director of Veronica's Voice and has been for the past three years. She lives in Kansas City and leads the Kansas City Collaboration Against Sexual Exploitation and is a member of the National Survivor Network. She's married with three sons and two grandchildren. And she is here to talk to us today about what she's doing at Veronica's Voice. So Lucy, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, and thank you for putting together this inspirational series, Dawn. I think it's really important for people to know that they can make a difference from right where they are. So it's wonderful. I look forward to hearing all of the other stories that are shared through this series. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. We have some really cool stories, and we have some great interviews, so I hope you enjoy them. Uh, but today, let's talk about what you do. Tell us, tell us what you do and your role at Veronica's Voice. Sure, thank you. So as um, you mentioned, I'm executive director at Veronica's Voice, which um, we are a small grassroots organization. We were founded in 2000 um, for the purpose of empowering women seeking to exit from a life of commercial sexual exploitation. And so my, my day can range from anything to managing crisis, to welcoming a new woman into our residential program, to selling the products made in our social enterprise, um, to having the privilege of doing an interview like this, raising funds, writing grants. I mean, it's, um, it, it's, a, it's a lot and you just step in wherever you're needed, knowing that it's going to make a difference in the lives of the women that we're serving. Mm. So how did Veronica's Voice get started? Veronica's Voice was founded um, in 2000 by Christy Childs, who had survived 24 years from the age of 12 oh, wow. um, on the streets at the hands of traffickers. And she, um, it took her six years to get out of the life. Mm -hmm. um, but on that journey out, she is a very strong leader and she was trying to bring every sister that she could out with her. And as she did that, she, she was building relationships with all of these community organizations, trying to identify those who would be willing to work with women that um, at that time were very much blamed for the situations that they were in right. and treated like criminals themselves. Um, seen as, you know, we don't, we don't treat that kind. We don't work with that kind. Um, and so she had to do a lot of work, just helping people um, understand that these are women who have experienced a lifetime of trauma. These right. are women who have been tricked. They've been coerced. 
their lives and the lives of those they love are being threatened at the hands of people that could actually cause great harm, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, the women who are terrorized and traumatized and 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 then end up so often being villainized by our by our society. Um, and, and so as, as, as she was doing all that work, <laughs> um, she would often get called down to the police department to ID bodies. Um, in Kansas City, we've had several serial killers that who focused on women who were being commercially sexually exploited or prostituted. Seriously. And, um, and a lot of the time, it, like, women who are being um, trafficked, they, they don't have their IDs. They don't have a stable address. Um, they, they don't, you know, they don't have the identifying things that you would need. They don't have a, an emergency person to call. It would be their, their controller is who would, would be the only person that they would have to call. And, um, so Christy, the police were calling Christy to come down and ID bodies. And one day it was the 21 year old body of Veronica Neverdusky who had gotten turned out into the life when she was 14 years old. Wow. And um, Veronica was not a Jane Doe. Veronica was known by all of these service providers who were trying to help her and her three small children. Um, and and she um, she was murdered at the hands of a buyer and left um, in Pin Valley Park to die. Um, and it, it was just it was a, such a huge tragedy, and it it hit the community very hard. This was a community who knew Veronica and deeply grieved her loss. This was a community where she belonged, one that cared for her. And that's that's what we have to continue to be for, for these women who have been tricked and coerced into a life that... Um, that just is so destructive um, and so hopeless and so demeaning. Um, they, they need to know there's a place where I belong, where I can receive the help I need. And it's up to us to be that community. Um, so when, when um, as the community was grieving the loss of Veronica, um, Sisters of Charity of Leavenworth gave Christy a check for $25,000 to start mm a nonprofit. And yes. when Christy first started it, she knew we had to name it in honor of Veronica Neverdusky. And that's why we're named Veronica's Voice. So wow. our, our original dream was, you know, people need, people trapped in that life, what they do not have access to is a safe place to live and a, a sustainable job that is safe for them. Mm-hmm. And that when we first, you know, started, we didn't have a house. We didn't have a cottage industry where we're trying to create jobs for the women, you know, to get employed. We didn't have that. We had Christie's kitchen table and, you know, Mm. she was, and we had a few small, um, you know, outreach kits to take out to the women. And so we, and, and we were trying to work with all of the different services already in the community to try to pave this way um, for women to get back on their feet. And what we kept finding over and over and over is we could get them into a program, but the programs that our current system of services didn't offer long-term enough, mm. intensive enough, right, services for these women to really get back on their feet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so after um, running a drop-in center for over a decade where the women could come in and, and just find a place, find that place of belonging and, and work on their exit plan with people who understood with their peers, you know, mm. who had gotten out and were trying to help them get out. That's really just been the DNA is survivors leading survivors out. Um, but as we had the drop-in center and we were partnering with, with, with the wonderful community organizations in our community, we knew we needed to build something that was more specialized. Um, so we, um, we started researching all across the country what is the best program available in the country with the highest rate of success for survivors of commercial sexual exploitation. And ultimately, we found Thistle Farms in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And when Christy went there and visited it, she knew this, this is what we need in Kansas City. It is a home where the women live in community with one another, with no authority living in the house, where they have access to all kinds of services and support. They can live there for two years rent-free. We have a matched savings program. Um, and, and the other side of it is we, have a, we do have a small business um, that the women themselves are building, um, where we have, as so far, we have one employed there, but our goal is to build that business up to where we can actually provide jobs. And especially in the COVID-19 state right. that we're in right now, um, secure, securing a job is more difficult than it has ever been. And our gals who have criminal records due to their exploitation who maybe have lost teeth because of abuse that they have endured and I you know and they they they're uninsured and they're you know and they're just trying to get on their feet it's very they're trying to compete against people who don't have holes in their job history who have an education who have you know and so Mm -hmm. it's all the more important that we find a way to create jobs um, for the women so that they can be economically independent. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, the social enterprise piece is just such a critical piece that a lot of people don't think about. You know, we when we think about sex trafficking, a lot of people think immediately the rescue and the safe house. But if you don't provide something that's sustainable, something that helps them move forward in the future, then they're vulnerable again. And I just, I love hearing stories of social enterprise and, and providing jobs and dignified employment. So, so tell us a little bit more about your social enterprise. I'd love to. Our, our social enterprise actually started um, in November of 2017 with pie baking. We Oh, seriously? Nice. Yeah, we sat around the living room together one day and we were just talking about, um, well, actually one of the gals was saying it was really on her heart to be able to um, buy Christmas presents for her children. She had re- reunified, you know, reconnected with her kids and mm was starting to build a relationship with one of her grandchildren and and she just really, really, really wanted to, to buy presents. And she was like, I'm not employed and I'm just stuck here. And, you know, and it's one thing for, for us on, you know, on a, in the healing part of our journey to say, but you've given your child yourself. 
she wanted to she wanted to be more normal than that she wanted to give them right. a gift so we sat around and we said well what could we sell Right. We're not going to sell our bodies, but what can we sell? Mm. And um, I told a story of one Christmas that I didn't know how I was going to, um, how I was going to get gifts for for my kids. And I I knew we were going to get together with Christmas with the family. And I had nieces and nephews, and you know, and I was I, I could identify. And um, and I made pies, and and so and I sold them. Um, they were a little expensive and I, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, awesome. my friends actually bought the pies and, um, yeah, I, I'd made some friends at, at church and, mm-hmm. and I reached out to them and would, would you buy a pie? And, and they did. I had never made a pie. Oh my gosh. So I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, but I did it. I, I, I delivered, <laughs> I showed up and I, I did it. I delivered. They were beautiful. And, um, it, it was just, it was wonderful. And, and I, I was able to make presents. I bought supplies and I was able to make presents for my kids and for my nieces and nephews. And, um, and, and it was just a really good Christmas. And so I t- I'm telling them that story. And, and one of the gals goes, you know, I don't have a lot of good from my family, mm. but I've got my grandmother's pie crust recipe that oh. anybody can make. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, we've got to use my recipe. Let's use yours. And, and so we did, and we made, um, we made near $2,000. Oh, wow. From our pie sales that holiday season. And we took that money and, and the women wanted to start making bath bombs. So we researched and we bought the equipment and the ingredients that we would need to make bath bombs. Mm-hmm. And then that led to a love for essential oils because we were putting oils into the bath bombs mm-hmm. um, for different, you know, healing elements. And, and so then we started some essential oil blends that we have and it went from there to, um, to eye pillows, we got we we fall in love with lavender. We are mm. now partnered with some farmers and have four acres of lavender. Oh um, wow! KCK, it's an urban farm. We're partnered with Lavender Hill Farm in Kansas City, Kansas. Nice. Um, getting ready to do harvest this weekend. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Who knew it was? It's lavender harvest time. I know, <laughs> I know. So we um, we are we we then learned how to make eye pillows with real lavender buds in them, and then it didn't end there. Our love for food led to lavender cheesecake, um, <laughs> and it's a, it has just evolved and evolved. We now have bath teas in our line of products. We have bath salts. We have lotions and hand soaps, and um, we have a hand sanitizer. Um, which was, which was a very, it was a wonderful adventure to do, you know, with so many of our women struggle with addiction and we were making our hand sanitizer pre pandemic, um, with, you know, just all these natural ingredients and no alcohol. Well, once the pandemic hit and we started studying how to really, really kill germs, we realized you can't do it without alcohol. And, and so we had to cross that bridge as a team Mm. and, and say, this is you know, this is for killing germs. <laughs> right. And, and, and we, we, we worked through it and mm. we have hand sanitizer now and our line of products. Um, and then we just started a, a body butter. Um, so we, we've been selling the products, um, like how we met at the Rotary conference mm-hmm. and we've been selling them wherever I go speak, or we'll do a pop-up event. Somebody will host a social justice party. And as you can imagine, those have all been canceled <laughs> due to of course. Of course, the pandemic. 
So now we are um, getting ready to open our online store at veronicasvoice.org. It's not okay. up yet, okay. um, but we anticipate it getting up within the next 30 days. So we're very excited about that. And starting to have discussions about how to do some virtual events um, with the products. And, um, and the gals are just really excited about it. And you know, the most powerful thing, Don, I'll, I'll get invited over to the social enterprise when they get a new product. Cause we've got a deal that I always have to buy the first of, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh we have lip balm too. I didn't mention that, but, um, I, I get invited over and I remember the day they were making the bath teas they had purchased because we were already using lavender buds. So then they started looking into different flowers, different leaves, and how those work together to promote relaxation, to promote healing, um, you know, in the body. And, and so you, you actually take a bath with this tea bag. And um, but when I walked in, they they had it all opened up and they were mixing it all together. Mm -hmm. And when I walked in the room, just the waft of the smell was so beautiful. Um, it, it was it was so exciting for me just to see their enthusiasm that they were creating something that they were so proud of. And, and then they said, and this is helping the next woman come home. Oh, wow. And and just that gave me so much just a really deep level of, of understanding that they are, they are also blazing the trail, the same trail that Christy blazed so that they, we ultimately could have this home. We could have this social enterprise. These women who are in it had that same understanding. I'm helping pave the way for the next one to come. Um, and, and in fact, the social enterprise, um, We've been sitting at a 2.5 return on investment where for every dollar we were putting into it, $2.50 was going into services for women. Mm -hmm. And right before the pandemic hit, we were up to 3.5% return. And we, we want to just keep pushing that and pushing it and pushing it to where um, it can become a, sustainable enough that we can provide jobs and hire the women because um, they're, I mean, right now they're getting stipends and they're getting, you know, they're, they're getting the, the housing supports and they're getting those things and they're working in, they're working in our social enterprise just long enough to get enough job skills that they can get out there and be marketable. Right. right. Um, but what if they could actually work? What if we could hire them and they could really help us build the business? And that's um, the, the resident we have been able to hire. Um, she's really, really excited about it because she she has just that feeling of pride um, that she stepped into that place of I'm not just the one who needs help, but I'm also the helper. Oh, that's fabulous. That's incredible. Like, and just to see the passion, this, the same passion that it was started with. Yes. For the women to be like, okay, we're going to get more women out. <laughs> That's really cool. That is very cool. So what are the plans for the future for Veronica's voice? Dreams? Yes. I'm so glad that you've asked that. And you know, our, our plans have, our long-term plans have remained the same. We 
we need to open more houses. One house is not enough. We have, we have a waiting list. We have, you know, we're working with sister organizations across the country trying to get women placed. It's very difficult. We've had people calling us from all over the country doing, mm. facing the same thing, trying to get women placed. So many places have had to either put pause on bringing in new people or have shut their doors altogether as a result of the pandemic. Right. And, um, and so we, especially women's services, have suffered. Mm -hmm. um, women addiction services have suffered. And, and so we have to grow. Like we have no other choice. <laughs> right, right. Um, so we, our, our goal is seven homes and our goal is at least 35 jobs, um, you know, for the women. And so that's, that's our goal. And um, we're playing around with some various ideas, but we're thinking about, you know, could we use, could we, like we've outgrown the space for our social enterprises right now. It's in the basement. And so we, <laughs> we've outgrown that. So we're thinking maybe we could, maybe we can acquire another house and, and operate out of there for a while and as the business grows and can move into more of like a studio place that could potentially have a storefront um then use that home as our next residence mm. and literally use the social enterprise to build our residential side in that way um so we're playing around with that idea i mean of course you know it's a it's going to come down to do we have what do we have the funding to actually accomplish but we and we we also um have been needing to bring some services inside that we have been depending on community partners for mm. in the last couple of years um, because they have had to turn their attention more to emergency type services, food services, emergency rent assistance, emergency utilities assistance, um, because so many people are unemployed. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> so the, some of the things that we typically would seek in from community other other providers, um, we're having to do in house. So some mm -hmm. of our immediate future things are: we have brought our anger anger management in house. We've brought trauma counseling in house. We have brought um, uh, we've brought our we've expanded our job skills our job readiness training we've expanded that to be in house we brought the financial literacy in house <laughs> so we have um, added to our team uh, occupational therapist a trauma therapist a financial planner um, who are lending their professional skills and their experience to help us build these things and and so it has it it, it has really pushed us. Um, in our commitment that this is not going to be a time of stagnancy because the time is clicking, you know, the clock is ticking for, for these gals and being mm -hmm. isolated and not being able to move forward. That's what the life is like. Right. And right. that that's not what recovery is like. Recovery is like, opportunity to grow opportunity to take the next step even your opportunity john to fulfill this dream of doing this series and inspiring people to do great things right and um with that that's what this time has to be about mm -hmm. um so it is it is very it is very difficult i'm going to be honest <laughs> it is very yeah. difficult um but we we sincerely believe um, this is the this is our this is our opportunity um to do this and we cannot sit back and say well we're just going to have to wait for those things to become available again 
No, right. we have to create them in-house. So that's what our immediate future looks like. Our store going online as having a, as having a studio and having a small area where people can come shop. Um, we have in our market research, we have learned that having a place where people can actually come and shop is is the highest is is the highest return on investment, even mm. over an online store, which I'm surprised to find that out. Will that bear out with the pandemic? We don't know. Um, right. We don't right. know what those kinds of things look like going ahead. We're just going to have to keep doing our market research and you know figuring those things out. But um, but we, we I can tell you we are excited for our future. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's a choice. I'm with you that it's hard, but that's so exciting that you guys are figuring out how to bring in all those services under one roof and not be so dependent on others. So congratulations on that. That is, that's really impressive. Thank you. So, well, I am, I am so excited that we got a chance to talk today and I love hearing the stories, like I said, about social enterprise specifically, we'll have to talk more about that. We talked about that in January or February, whenever it was, but um, thank you. Thank you for your passion for serving these women and your commitment to them. Um, so so appreciate what you're doing and want to see you guys succeed, want to see you grow. And we will, we will connect you with whoever we can to maybe help facilitate that if, if at all possible. Yes, but, we definitely want to stay in touch and keep working together. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for those of you that have joined us today, thank you for being here. And we just... We appreciate your time and we hope that you're inspired by this impact conversation. If you would like more information about upcoming impact conversations and have I have an idea for someone who could be a future guest, you can subscribe, follow, or nominate by clicking the link below. Thank you for joining us today and keep looking for ways to positively impact our world. Don't forget to subscribe and join us next week for another Impact Conversation.